What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. We all know the internet has so much to offer, but there are corners of the internet you don't want your children going to. So what do you do? There's an endless list of complicated, technical, expensive solutions that impact the entire family and require hours of tech support. Circle with Disney found a better way. This awesome little device designed for families manages content and time online for all the devices in your home. Easy to set up. You can filter content, set time limits, even set a bedtime. Each person can have their own setting. This way, your children don't end up in scary internet territory. But mom and dad can still use the internet to get their work done. Use code NANCY at circlewithnancy.com. Get $10 off your circle and free shipping. Circlewithnancy.com. Offer code NANCY. Thank you, Circle, for protecting our children. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on Sirius XM Triumph, Channel 132. 
The search is still on tonight for three-year-old Mariah Woods. The girl was last seen by her mother at her home in Onslow County. The mother tells me she last saw her daughter in the home at around 11 p.m. when she checked on her. This is my world. This is my angel. She said her boyfriend saw the toddler around midnight when he got up, and she says he told her to go back to bed. She was reported missing around 6 o'clock in the morning. The love I have for this girl, the bond that I have is my life. <laughs> the child is white, 3 feet 9 inches tall, weighs 30 pounds and has blonde hair and blue eyes. Not making sense to me about where she could be at, who she could be with. Christy says she doesn't believe her child could have walked off as she has weak bones and wears special braces to help her walk. I love her and I'll never let her go again. I just want to hold her tight, see her smile. We waited. We watched, we prayed, we investigated, we turned over every stone we could in the search for a beautiful three-year-old little girl, Mariah. Mariah missing, Mariah missing. I would wake up in the middle of the night, Mariah missing. The search for Mariah has come to an end. Her body has been found. Three-year-old Mariah is dead, and now we want the truth. We want justice. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. I want to go straight out to a very special guest joining me right now. Mariah's father, Alex Woods, is with us. Alex, I feel like I know you after all the times we have talked and the time we've spent talking about Mariah. When did you learn her body had been found? About 6, 15 in the evening. How did you find this out, Alex? Uh, the One of the lead detectives called me on the phone and told me that they found Mariah's body. Alex, I just can't tell you how sorry we all are here on SiriusXM132 and at CrimeOnline.com. I, I just kept hoping, for instance, when there would be a sighting and there were hundreds of tips pouring in, when that photo came out, we thought maybe this woman had taken her or someone that wanted a baby like her of their own. We held out hope to the very, very end. Alex, did you know that she was gone, that she had been killed before they told you? Did you have that feeling inside of you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think about... Thursday evening, Friday, it really started to hit because it was like day three, day four, and I don't know. I mean, like, if the little girl, you know, Mariah, was out there wandering around somewhere, it would have been hard for her to survive. And if somebody would have had her, I was hoping that somebody would have returned her, but it just kept looking worse and worse. Have they told you how they think she was killed, Alex? No, not yet. They, as soon as they found her body, they rushed her to Greenville, North Carolina, where they was going to perform the autopsy and uh, find out further information on how, when, why, all, you know, not why, but how and when and all that information. Alex, do they believe that Mariah was molested? I have not. I do not know that. Me thinking, I have, yes, I think so. I hope and pray not, just for the peace of mind, but I think so, yes. I have not heard that from nobody because 
you know, they're now just doing the autopsy, so I don't know. Alex, was she clothed when she was found? I have no idea. They did not tell me. All they told me was that they found my baby girl. They found Mariah about 20 minutes away from where we're at, 20, 20, 25 minutes away from our home. For those of you just joining us, you have been with us from the get-go in our search for Mariah. And we have talked to every single person we could think of. We have investigated in every way we could the possibilities of what could have happened to this beautiful little girl. Mariah, if you look at her online, looks like a little princess. In every photo, she's all decked out in pink. Her hair is perfectly done. She's either usually wearing a, a big pink bow or a tiara. She's perfectly coordinated her clothes. And she's got her long, kind of blondish brown hair combed out. And she just, she's beautiful on the outside and on the inside. And what concerned me out to Ashley Wilcott, child advocate, joining us here on Sirius Sex and 132. Ashley, um, she walked with braces akin to cerebral palsy braces that we've seen on posters and in ads about cerebral palsy. She could walk without them. Her right leg had a problem. But when I found that her PJs that she went to bed in were by the bed and her braces were there, that didn't make sense to me. I never heard anything about any other missing clothes, which means she would have been taken wearing nothing but her pink and white undies. That, that, uh-uh, no. Mm-mm. Me too. If someone, yeah, go, go, you go, Ashley. I, I just have to say, me too, me too, me too, Nancy. We talked about it. It it sounded hinky was my word, and it, it continued to sound that way. Law enforcement in this case has done an amazing job of treating this not only as missing child Amber Alert, which was appropriate, but they also have done a phenomenal job at treating this also as a criminal investigation. And sure enough, regrettably, and Alex, I can't, I, thoughts and prayers, this is murder. And I agree with you. What happened to this little girl? What type of molestation? What type of sexual anything for her clothes to be found in the house? Well, another thing is there's absolutely no way, as Alex Woods is telling me, this is Mariah's dad, that this little baby who could could not even walk normally, she could never have made it 20 minutes away, actually about 25 miles away uh, from the home she shared with her mom, her siblings, and the live-in in Jacksonville. She was actually found in a creek in Pender County. And there's no way that happened naturally. She did not wander away and end up in a creek. That did not happen. Uh, to Vincent Hill, former National Police Officer and Investigator, Vincent Hill it was also said that the door to the home, uh, Mariah's home, was ajar or unlocked. I, I, I'm not really buying that because to, just the likelihood. And yes, I know it's happened, Vincent. I know people have come in and taken a child. I know it has happened. But statistically, that is not going to happen, Vincent. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Nancy. And first of all, my prayers definitely to Alex Woods, Mariah's father. As a father, I can't imagine what he's going through. But the fact that the, the door was ajar, you know, the things I as an investigator look for are forced entry, anything disturbed in the house. We didn't see any signs of that. We didn't hear any signs of that. So 
you know, that tells me it was someone that was very comfortable with the house. Obviously, that's the conclusion we've come to at this point, because the chances of a perfect stranger in the middle of the night walking through a dark house without tripping, without waking someone, it's, it's very slim, Nancy. Very slim at best. Well, Vincent Hill, uh, investigator, joining us. What do you make? Alex was the first one to tell me, Mariah's dad, that there was someone within that little community, that little neighborhood, that says they happened to see someone leaving the home between 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning carrying something. Now, I agree with you, Vince, and I've always said that about the job in a Ramsey case. It's hard for me to believe an intruder just walks into somebody's house and takes the time to kick back and write a three-page ransom note, longhand, or however it was written, and and chillax, uh, not worried at all. They're going to be caught. And no, by no means do I mean that Burke, the brother, or John, the father, had anything to do with John Bonet's death. I do not think that they did. But I also don't think that it was an intruder. Uh, Vincent, so in this case, what I'm trying to say is, who feels so comfortable just walking somebody's home and take the baby? Yeah, to walk in and just casually walk out and, you know, carry her out is just unheard of. Like, it, it just doesn't happen. I mean, child abductions in the home, yes, they happen. You look at poly class, it happens. You look in Ohio, it happens. But the statistics are very, very low for this to happen the way it did. Back to Alex Wood. This is Mariah's dad. And right now, we are trying to figure out, using our brain power, what happened to this child, this beautiful child? And nobody wants to know more than Alex Woods, Mariah's dad. Alex, I mean, according to the witness statements, the mom says she put Mariah to bed around 11. And the boyfriend says he saw her at 12 and told her to go back to bed. Now, what, what, the mother didn't hear any of that, didn't see any of that? Because I would typically get up and either put my child in the bed with me or go get in the bed with them, or I would walk them I walk them back to their bed. I don't let my husband do it. First of all, he sleeps through it anyway. But Mommy puts them back in the bed. So did she sleep through that whole thing, Alex? Uh, it was all a lie. Uh, her, uh, her daddy, uh, Chrissy's dad, said that they didn't get home until about midnight that night. And Earl took her body at some point after that and drove her body down to Maple Hill where she was found and dumped her. Now, where are you getting that from, Alex? Where, where are you getting the idea? He's talking about Earl Kinney, who is the live-in boyfriend, the, the boyfriend of Mariah's mom. He lived there with them. Now, you're saying the grandfather says they didn't get home until midnight. Home from where? Raleigh, where uh, Earl and Christy was visiting Earl's family. All this came from uh, Vance, Christy's daddy. Okay. So they were out. The whole family was at the boyfriend's family visiting, and they didn't, give it home. they didn't even get home until midnight, which is different from the timeline we've been given. I don't know, I don't know if Christy's family was there, but I do know that Christy and Earl and Mariah was in Raleigh, and then they came back and... Got it. I got, I got you. That, that's what I meant, you know? that Mariah and maybe yeah, her okay. siblings and her dad and her mom and the boyfriend were visiting the boyfriend's family. And they get back around midnight, and you're getting this from uh, from Mariah's grandfather, right? Yeah, correct. Okay. So, what what what? Do, 
Was there a confrontation? Would Mariah not go to bed? Was she crying and he hit her? I mean, how did the mom not have any idea in a home as small as that one that nothing was going on? There was no crying. There was no screaming. Nothing. I don't know. I mean, Earl and Christy was in Raleigh. They got home and they laid the kids to bed. They were finally able to get home. Then Christy told Earl to go to Carol to go get Mariah. Wait a minute! Wait, 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 wait. With me right now, also joining us is Mariah's dad, Alex Woods, fiance Heather. Heather, thank you for being with us. What did? What is your understanding from the grandfather as to what happened? Okay, how this all started is we have a mutual friend who works for Vance, which is Christy's father. He called us crying the day, the day we found out, or uh, after we found out Mariah was missing everything and they were looking for her. He called us crying saying he knows what happened. So he called Vance, on, called Vance, put Vance on speakerphone. Vance, now, however, did not know that Alex and I were at Scott's house because he was talking about it. But we heard the conversation because Scott was like now, you know, asking him. And Vance was saying that someone that was inside the home had told him that like what had happened and he was like because uh, he was like they're not going to find mariah that they need to be looking around the maple uh, they need to go be looking up in maple hill around maple hill and uh, like around those trails and stuff and like around the maple hill area and uh, scott's like well have you reported this they had said that he did tell a detective that well i i also had told a detective that too before they even found her, because I told them that this is what we heard from them. With me is Alex Woods, Mariah's dad, and his fiance Heather, who has really been instrumental in conveying information throughout this whole horrible ordeal. Um, Heather, I want to get back to what you understand happened in the home that night. I heard you say that Mariah was crying after they got home. Yes, Vance said that uh, um, the best, the, what was told to him is, you know, they were fine. When they got home around 1130, like near 12, midnight, uh, they put Mariah to bed. She woke up crying that Christy told Earl to go handle Mariah. Okay. That would be a cold A and H-E-double-L that I told my, that I would go tell my husband, go handle that. Because, A, you know he wouldn't do it, right? right? God bless his soul. I love him. But the right. uh-uh, no, and send yeah. some living boyfriend <laughs> to go take care of my child. But anyway, I could get it. You know, I understand you're exhausted. You get home. You hear the baby call out. You go, can you please go, go see what's happening in there? Okay, yeah, you know what? I do get it. So you're understanding that Mariah was crying, and the mom sends Kenny. Okay, then what happened? They're trying to say that Earl got mad and hit um, Mariah and that, well, that one, of, one, one, either, either Earl or Chris, one, either or the, the, the mother or the mother's boyfriend hit Mariah. Now they said that they don't know for sure if like they really, like if they think it was like an accident, you know, that's how he was explaining it. He said, we, they, I think they just thought, you know, it, they didn't mean the intent to kill her. They didn't even know if that she was really, if she was dead, but they just panicked and they, uh, Christy told Earl to hand to, to 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 go get rid to get rid of her pretty much dispose of her get rid of help hide her hide her or else they're all going to get in trouble, and that's how it happened. And then that's when Lance, uh, that's when Vance said they're not even going to find that baby around in the woods. That they're going to find her up in Maple Hill, and they need to be searching around Maple Hill. And that's where this elder Heather. I, I just I'm so taken aback and so stunned by what you're telling me. The allegation, which we have not confirmed, 
that the mom said, get rid of the body or we'll all get in trouble because she has been publicly begging for help to find the baby. Heather, where is this information coming from? This came from her, her dad, Christy's dad, Vance. Her father said that. Yeah. Uh, oh, my stars. Again, we... So what we figure is in order for him to have known that, somebody else had to have known that. Guys, I want to just bring it down just one moment, just just a minute here, because what, what I'm hearing from Mariah's dad, fiance Heather, is just more than I can even take in. And uh, to, Dave Mack, I'm going to get right to you, but Dr. Daniel Bober, forensic psychiatrist, it's to say, get rid of the body or we're all going to get in trouble. That's very hard for me to take in. Us too, because like Alex said. There's really no words, Nancy. I mean, this is just terrific. And my thoughts and prayers out to the Woods family. Um, I, I'm still trying to have, um, still trying to struggle with what the manner in which the child died. Uh, and was this, obviously there was an, an attempt to conceal the crime, but I'm still trying to figure out exactly um, how the child actually passed, and I guess we'll have to wait for the autopsy report. Hold on one moment, Dr. Bober. I hate to interrupt you, but I've got to pause. And I want to thank our listeners being with us, but most of all, I want to thank Alex Woods. This is Mariah's dad at this difficult, difficult time in life, and his fiance Heather, along with our other guests, and especially to you who are tuning in right now and joining us. But I also want to thank our partner who is making our investigation into Mariah's disappearance possible. And that sponsor is Circle with Disney. I want to talk to you parent to parent. We know there are so many dangers our children face every day. Why have a danger at home? I'm talking about the internet. And yes, I use the Internet with my children all the time. We research all their school projects, everything together. But their world is now the Internet. But there are spots of the Internet I don't want them to be. And it's hard to monitor what they're up to 24-7. I sneak up on them all the time. I catch Lucy watching cat videos and John David on Minecraft, or as I like to bother him and say Minecraft. Or, But there's so many places I don't want them on the internet. Now, there are complicated, technical, expensive ways. You can get some tech pro to come in and install hardware and software. That affects everybody in the home, whole family. So what do you do? Circle with Disney. It's a beautiful little device designed for families to manage content and time online for all the devices in your home. Yes, I said all. You can filter content, set time limits, even set up a bedtime. It's easy. Even I could do it. Everybody in the family, here's the, here's the golden part, can have their own setting. That way, children do not end up in the dark internet. But mom and dad can still use the internet to research and get their work done. Offer code Nancy, N-A-N-C-Y. Use it at circlewithnancy.com. Get 10 bucks off your circle and free shipping. That's circlewithnancy.com. Offer code Nancy. Circlewithnancy.com, offer code Nancy, $10 off your circle and free shipping. We are using it here in our home. It's so easy. John David set it up, my son, my 10-year-old. And I want to thank Circle for what you've done for my family and for being our partner today. 
as we turn back to the disappearance and now we know the death of this beautiful little girl. Back to Dr. Daniel Bober, forensic psychiatrist, joining us. Dr. Bober, Heather's story does not make sense to me. Not that Heather has it mixed up, but the source sounds mixed up because if you accidentally hurt somebody, you take them to the hospital, right? Take responsibility for or it, right? Or if you, quote, don't even know if she's dead, then why would you throw her body in a creek if you don't even know if she's dead? That doesn't make sense. That is not true. It doesn't make sense to me either, Nancy. And maybe, you know, we've seen this before in other crimes where people just get scared and they don't think it through. But uh, obviously, you know, we're, we have to really figure out what the manner of death was in this case. And it's just tragic all around. But we don't want to jump to any conclusions when we don't have all the facts. Obviously. You know, Dr. Bober, I did something wrong. I first said I wouldn't send my live-in to go put the baby to bed. But you know what? If you've been traveling and you get home at midnight with the children, which I have done before, and you hear one of them call out. I could see saying, would you please go check on her right now, please? I, I'm doing, I'm unpacking, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, or whatever. I could see that. I could understand the mother doing that. But what I don't understand, back to Alex Woods, Mariah's dad, his fiance Heather, joining us. Alex, what I don't understand is saying, I don't even know if she's dead, but go get rid of her body. That doesn't make sense, Alex. I don't believe that. Yeah, no, I don't either. I mean, how could how could you do that? How could you say that? I mean, to anybody, a little kid at that. I mean, that's, I don't know. Well, another thing, if this were a, quote, accident, then why didn't mom call the police if it were an accident? Yeah, I know, Alex? I know, because... They know just as, I mean, I believe that they know that it wasn't an accident. I mean, I, I don't know. I wasn't there. Well, I can tell you this much. I'm going to go to Dave Mack. And Dave, you knew me when this happened. Um, John David had a horrible, a severe blow to the head. And um, I picked him up and I carried him in my arm. And he is big. And this was a couple of years ago, but he was still, right now, he is now taller than me. He was big then. I picked that child up. He was screaming, and he would pass in and out of consciousness. And I cared because I could not wait on an ambulance. And I carried him. I know by that point in time, he had to be 40 or 50 pounds up three flights of stairs and to a car and I got in the car and floored it to get to the hospital. I did not think, oh, what are they going to think about me as a mom that my child got a blow to the head? That never even crossed my mind. I just didn't know what was happening to him. And I, I had to get him to the hospital that minute. I mean, his head was, it looked like, I, I'm not kidding. It looked like a tomato, something the size of his tomato was coming out of his head. And I, I, if you think something's happened to your child, why not call 911? I don't get it. Dave, you fill me in on the facts as we know them now, Dave. Take it from the top. Uh, Nancy, I'm trying to combine the actual stories that we've been told. and uh, I mean, the, the statements from the mother and the boyfriend and compared to what we're hearing now from uh, Mr. Woods. And, and my gosh, I cannot imagine what he's going through right now and, and his fiance Heather. Uh, so from the top, what we were told is that they were home at about 11 o'clock 
and that Mariah was in bed. She woke up after about an hour, and that's when uh, uh, Christy said, hey, go go check on her. And that's where Earl Kimry went uh, after she had gotten up, and he put her back in bed. They claim five hours later when Christy goes in to check on her at 6 in the morning, she's gone missing. Now, we know that the entire story that they've told is in question. We know that they interviewed Earl Kimry three different times, um, two times in one day, and they brought him back the next day. They've interviewed Christy twice. So we know that they're trying to check up on the story and inconsistencies. When you add in what we've just heard from uh, Heather and from uh, Alex, so they come home, get the kids in bed. An hour later, Mariah wakes up and sure, go get do something with her, quiet her down. I can picture that happening inside that small trailer. But we know that he left around three o'clock in the morning or somebody did carrying what appeared to be a body. And the body is found. And I'm so sorry, Alex, to even say the body. I really apologize for that. But 25 miles away in an area in the middle of the night, there's plenty of water around that area in Onslow County, North Carolina, where you could dump a, a dead baby. We know their story is bogus. What we're getting from Heather and Alex, to be honest, actually makes more sense to me. It actually does, believe it or not. And it would mean instead of Christy being a mother like you or, or a dad like me, and by the way, my wife would never send me in to tuck the baby in. Baby wakes up in the middle of the night. She's checking on it. It doesn't matter how kind of what kind of dad I am. All the rest of us would load the baby, head to the hospital and call 911 and say, I'm on my way. But that's not a normal situation that took place. So are they getting away with something and afraid to talk to the police? And that would be their first thought. Oh, no, we did something. We're in trouble. Let's cover it up. And that's what Earl's charged with. Right now, we know that baby Mariah was found in a creek in Pender County, about 25 miles from Mariah's home that she shared with her mother, her siblings, and Kimry, the live-in. Back to Alex Woods. This is Mariah's dad. Alex, what do her brothers say happened that night? I have not been able to talk to them yet they are in uh they are in cps's custody still i have not talked to him i have not been able to see him right now the boyfriend earl kimry uh 32 year old is charged with only obstruction of justice second degree burglary larceny and stolen property we are on the story of missing mariah the news has just broken that her little body has been found I want to go to Vincent Hill, uh, former Nashville PD investigator. Vincent, it seems to me that every single person in that home needs to be separated and questioned and administered polygraphs. What do you think, Vincent? I mean, you've seen photos of the home. How could all this go down and nobody hear what was happening? Yeah, absolutely. It's a very small, confined space. And you're right. Everyone needs to be separated because... You know, the accounts we heard from Heather, you know, those could change tomorrow. We don't want to rule out anything at this point. The fact that Mariah was dumped in water, to me as an investigator, it tells me they were trying to get rid of some kind of evidence, whether it's DNA, whether it's the the ungodly thought of maybe she was molested. We don't know. But the fact that that little girl was discarded in water, that speaks volumes and they're trying to hide something because to your point, Nancy, as a parent, we all know we rushed to the hospital. Like when hours ran over and my mom rushed me to the hospital, even though police thought she had done something wrong, her first instinct was to rush me to the hospital. So everything that they're saying is not natural as parents. It's not natural as logical adults. So 
Everyone needs to be separated. They need to be given polygraphs. And that investigation is still ongoing. Police are still looking at all the evidence in the home, around the home, in the vehicles, in the trash can, in the backyard. So it's still a very active investigation at this point. Back to Alex Woods. This is Mariah's dad joining us. Alex, when are they going to have answers from the medical examiner's office? When have they told you that we would know the cause of death? They said that I can come view the body. Well, not the body. Mariah. Tuesday. They flew her to Greenville, checking her out and everything, and they're going to fly her back to Jacksonville either Monday evening or Tuesday. The arrest warrant issued for Earl Kimry, the live-in, obstruction of justice. That is related to this. I'm not sure that a felony larceny is, but that part is related because the arrest warrant lays out that he obstructed justice allegedly by, quote, removing Mariah's body from the scene of her death, which means they believe the death occurred in the home, that she was not taken out of the home and killed, and did conceal Mariah Woods' death and body, knowing that Mariah Woods died from unnatural causes. The defendant acted with deceit and intent to fraud. Uh, It also says, quote, Camry secretly disposed of the dead child's body. Now, this, if you read between the lines and you scrutinize their choice of language, shows that the child was not thrown in the water alive. She did not drown, that she died in the home and was specifically taken from the home to hide the body. So that's the way that went down. I can tell you that from the arrest warrant. But my question is, did mom know? How could all this happen in that tiny home, very tiny home, with nobody knowing a thing? Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to get to, go ahead, Alex. I feel that she knew. I feel that she had a big part in it. She might have been the one that done it. That might be why they ain't charged her with murder yet. I think they're waiting on the autopsy to come back to confirm how she died. And I think mom is going to get charged with murder or something. Right now, the mom has not been arrested. The mom has not been named a person of interest. Again, this the reading of this warrant, it could mean he, the live-in, Earl Kenry, Kenry did not kill her but only disposed of her body. We don't know yet. The answer may be, within the siblings. They may know what happened. Now, also, what I predict is going to happen to Dr. Daniel Bober, forensic psychiatrist, is that one of them is going to blab, either the mother or the boyfriend. One of them is going to talk. And if the mom truly was asleep, if she tells a truthful version of what happened that night, it will probably be damning to the boyfriend. I mean, that's how you crack a case. You start with all the witnesses and you take them one by one and get the whole truth. Well, I was going to say, Nancy, exactly separating them and doing polygraphs and, you know, whoever is uh, going to the prosecutor first to make a deal. uh, And I guess they're going to have to decide whether they feel like they are going to turn on someone that's close to them. But obviously someone knows the truth and someone is not talking. So I guess we'll see what happens. I'll tell you one thing. 
I absolutely, Ashley Wilcott, would not offer anybody a deal. Nobody gets a deal. If you want to cooperate, fine. Otherwise, I'll put them both in the same pot and let them stew together during the investigation until we find out what hundred percent. I don't know who did what. I don't know if the mother's involved. I don't know if the boyfriend's involved. This is all I know. The boyfriend has been arrested. The warrant claims that he took the body dead from the home and concealed it. Well, to me, that's enough to say, I, I just think this child was murdered. I think everyone's being really kind about, we don't know yet what happened. Yes, we don't know yet what happened, but I do not believe in an ounce of my being that someone doesn't know and that this child wasn't murdered. I don't believe it. I think they do know, and I agree with you, Nancy, charge everybody till we figure it out. The mother was in the home, the boyfriend was in the well, home. They need to be exactly. charged. And then we need to find out exactly who knew what, who did what. But this little three-year-old girl has been around people she shouldn't have been around, and she is now dead. Back to Alex Wood's fiance. also joining us is Heather. Heather, it seems like uh, the mom's dad has talked to you guys. What more did you learn, Heather? Um, uh, we have not been actually been told much of anything else um the only thing they really are telling us right now is that pretty much they're really just waiting for the autopsy because now the mother and earl are trying to say that uh ryan the 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 son one of the the sons did it and okay wait 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 that's the bombshell right there who is trying to say the brothers did it? How The brothers are what? How old are they? They're nine and five. Nine and five. Okay, I can tell you right now, they did not do it. Because the likelihood, and Vincent Hill and Dr. Bober, speak up or forever hold your peace. Because uh, sibling side, okay, when you it's slang for when a sibling kills a, their brother or sister. Extremely rare, which... You know, to go back to John no. Ramsey, I never thought Burke did it because it's practically unheard of for one sibling no. to kill another sibling. <laughs> yes, it does happen in some freaky situations, but no, typically, no. They did not kill their sibling. Am I right on that, Bober? Can you can you throw me a bone? Absolutely. We know that because well, also well, Ryan, the one they're trying to, but the one Christy and Earl are trying to blame it on now, he's no more than seventy pounds. Not even 70 pounds. Well, how do you know, Heather? There's no way. There hasn't been more Heather, how do you know that. Christy, the mom, and Earl Kinney, the boyfriend, are trying to blame it on the brothers? Wow. Who said that? It had been released. Um, like the, the, like the, um, they said it was from the court, like a, not the DA, but they worked with the DA. Right, but they said they're in the, they're in this court system. They said that now that there's new the new, but they're just they're ruling it out. They know they don't they pretty much know it's not true. But now they got like they're just waiting for the autopsy because they know like how they're throwing now more things out. Another story. Now they're trying to blame it on uh, Ryan. Okay, back. Whoa, 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 whoa! Right there, right there. That's my question, Heather. Yes. Someone from law enforcement told you that. Who is trying to blame the brother? That who? That that Earl, Kimry, and Christy are trying to say that that's why, and that Earl that they, and that's why Earl panicked and was trying to clean it up. They to, oh whoa! 
that is a major bombshell right there because I don't believe that happened at all. And Heather, you're telling me the mom? We don't either. So pretty much that's what they said. They're just waiting for the autopsy because they don't believe that either. They're just they're trying to figure out exactly what happened to her, you know, how she died, what okay, happened Okay, let that me night. just put it out there on the record. The mom has not been charged with anything. She has not been named a person of interest. The little brothers have not been charged with anything at all. They're certainly not persons of interest. Statistically unheard of. Hold on. I want to thank our partner making our program possible. You know, everybody and their mother are talking about, quote, superfoods. What is a superfood? Every time I I, I look online, there's a new superfood. It's quinoa. It's a blueberry. It's a a sun choke. I don't don't know what's next, but I can tell you this. Superfoods are nutritionally dense foods that are extremely beneficial, especially beneficial to your health. Now, I do know this. Beets. Beets are one of the most powerful superfoods you can put in your body, loaded with important nutrients to increase your blood flow. That increases your energy. I need energy, but I can't and don't have time to eat a gallon of beets every day. But now I can get the energy benefits of beets and a very powerful concentrated superfood drink, Super Beets. And I have been drinking it and I can tell a difference. Super Beets is made from beets grow to very exacting standards. Then they concentrate them into superfood crystals. Super Beets promotes your body's own natural ability for healthier circulation, increased energy, stamina. If you want those benefits like I do from a powerful superfood, call 800-516-0683, 800-516-0683, or go to nancysbeats.com. With your first order, get a free 30-day extra supply of superbeats, free, plus indicator strips to show you how superbeats is working for you, free shipping. Now, there's a deal. They're not going to give you that down at the health food store, okay? Call 800-516-0683 or go to nancysbeats.com today. Super Beats, thank you for being with us and being our sponsor today. Guys, I want to thank our partners making our program possible. And right now I want to thank 1-800-DENTIST. If you're like everybody else, you've probably had one too many sugary treat over the holiday. And that is why you need to schedule an appointment with an awesome dentist you find using 1-800-DENTIST. The specialists at 1-800-DENTIST match you with a local dentist that suits your dental needs. For a dentist with the very latest technology, find a dentist with CEREC, C-E-R-E-C, CEREC. Dentists can create a high-quality crown. In a single office visit, no more multiple trips, no more spending gaps of time with gaps in your teeth. With the dentist you find using 1-800-DENTIST, you get the care you need before the year is over. Don't worry about replacing a temporary crown you got in December with a permanent one in January. Usher in the new year with a smile. Learn about CEREC, C-E-R-E-C, and book that appointment today by visiting 1-800-DENTIST.COM slash CEREC, 1-800-DENTIST.COM slash C-E-R-E-C. 
1-800-DENTIST.COM slash SEREC. What a great idea to match a local dentist to match your particular dental needs, whether it's a cleaning or a crown or whatever it may be. Thank you, 1-800-DENTIST, for being our partner today. Well, I've got to tell you, I'm overwhelmed, Alex Woods. Your head has got to be spinning. You're waiting to go see Mariah's body. You're trying to figure out the funeral arrangements. I know that you're in shock right now. You're worried about your boys. The siblings have been taken away, as they always are in cases like this. Alex, when you put your head on the pillow at night, I mean, what runs through your mind? What's the first, what's the last thing you think of at night and the first thing you think of in the morning, Alex? My precious angel, Mariah, I miss her so much. And to bring my boys home, please, I want to hug and squeeze them boys so bad. And I wish I could do the same to my daughter. You know, Alex, I have to travel a lot on various cases and trials and investigations. And when I am away from the twins, I swear it feels like my body my arms are just aching. I want to hold them so much, and I love them so much, and I just hurt for you so badly. Thinking about your boys are in some strange place, and you can't see your little girl. I mean, I remember, Alex, I used to wake up in the morning, and I would think everything had just been a bad dream when I was a crime victim. That would be my first thought. I'd wake up happy, normally, and then within like five seconds— it would hit me, oh, dear Lord, in heaven, it, it, did, did this thing really happen? And then my mind would just try to make sense of what had happened. I mean, when you wake up in the morning, Alex, what goes through your mind? Justice. If, they're gonna, if I'm going to, when I'm going to see my boys, just a ton of things. I mean, it's always, I can't stop thinking about Mariah, Nate, and Ryan. I just can't, I can't, they're on my mind 24-7. How could, how could somebody let some, let this happen to anybody, much less a precious little three-year-old? Have you talked to Mariah's mom yet? No. So you're really hearing your information through her father. Is that right, Alex? Friends, not through her, not through him. Right. Okay. So through friends, Ashley Wilcott, how will they make sense of it? And what do you expect we are going to learn from the medical examiner? I think the medical examiner is going to identify this child as Mariah. I think that the medical examiner is going to give very vital information about whether or not um, there was any sexual assault or molestation and the actual cause of death. I hate to say this, but I'm going to tell you in over 20 years of experience, I'm fearful the cause of death is going to be murder. There's no sense to be made of this. But the one thing I read that someone said, we need a memorial so that we can focus on the three-year-old and the tragic death. Completely agree. But the other half of this and the importance to investigating and figuring out what happened is to educate the public about making better choices of who's around your children and protecting your children. You know, you could not have said it any better than that. Ashley Wilcott, child advocate. Alex Woods, I know that you were in a battle to get custody of Mariah and her brothers, 
But were you ever afraid for her life? I mean, did you ever have an inkling that she could end up dead? It was all, I mean, always in your mind, but you never wanted to think it. I mean, I, I always, I mean, thought and prayed that nothing like this would ever, ever come. You know, I mean, it's not something you, I don't know. Alex, why did they go to this body of water? What led them there? I have no idea. I mean, I guess the tip, I guess some, like, maybe some, somebody tipped the authorities off. Maybe somebody talked. I have no idea. You know, to Dave Mack joining us, um, a dive team, it was the Fayetteville Remote Dive Team was doing the search, and that kind of search is very difficult. I've dived hundreds of times, and it's hard in that kind of body of water. It can be murky. Sometimes you can't even see the hand in front of your face. It's a very, very difficult dive situation. And I'm wondering what led them there, Dave. You know, the things that I'm looking at, Nancy, are the fact that Earl Camry was charged, you know, with concealing this before they found the body. And when you look at when they interviewed him, when police spent, they did three interviews over two days with Earl Camry and two with Christie. So I'm guessing, and that's all I can do at this point, speculate that during the course of those interviews, they were able to find out maybe where they normally took off to. Maybe they gave hints of where they might have been. And because you've got to realize 25 miles from the home and then to charge uh, Kemry with this before they find the body, they find uh, this little girl 25 miles from home in a small creek in the middle of nowhere. That That's why I figured they got that information between Earl himself and Christy. You know how expert interviewers are at sitting down with suspects and getting the information they're to looking for. I'm, ba- I'm banking on Bober they gave it up themselves without even knowing it. Dr. Bober, how is it that your mind works the way it does when you lose somebody that, for instance, there you wake up in the morning and you don't even, it's, you don't realize at first that they've been killed. It takes a minute to grasp that reality. Nancy, victims of acute stress or horrible circumstances like this often go through an emotional numbing where it seems almost surreal that it's not, that it's actually not reality. And it's the mind's way of protecting itself from the shock and the trauma of the events by disconnecting yourself from the emotions until it finally sets in. Dr. Bober, what, what can you tell Alex Woods, Mariah's dad, tonight? What, what can he possibly do? You know, um, Mr. Woods, I would tell you that, you know, it's, people talk about taking it one day at a time. I mean, you're going to have to take it literally one hour at a time and mobilize all your supports and lean on the people that love and care about you. And, uh, you know, all our hearts and our prayers are out for you. And if there's anything we can do, I hope you'll reach out. But now is the time to lean on the people that are closest to you to get you through this difficult time. Yes, sir. I do, man. I am. <laughs> God, bless, God bless you, sir. God bless you. I don't know how I'm doing it, to be honest with you. Thank you. Alex, I, I want to think about Mariah in life. Can you just tell me about her? What did she like to play? Did she like to sing? Did she like a bath? Did, what was her favorite TV show? I just want to think about her in a happy and positive way because she gave so many people so much joy, Alex. Just tell me about her. She was so carefree. <laughs> she loved to dance. She loved to listen to music. 
She loved to play. She loved to laugh and smile. She loved to eat. <laughs> she loved to watch TV. She didn't have no favorite TV show because she was little, but she just, anything, cartoons, music. She was just uh, such a carefree little girl, happy, always smiling, just so peaceful. She was so beautiful. In the pictures I see of her, she always has a little bow in her hair or the tiara in her hair and she's always dressed up just so cute and from what i've been told she was a real daddy's girl yes she's my little princess guys as we head into this day i ask you to join me in sending out your thoughts and your prayers to and for alex woods and his family as they battle this horrible thing Please send up a prayer on behalf of him and baby Mariah, Dr. Bober, Vincent Hill, Dave Mack, Ashley Wilcott, Alex Woods, Heather, Alan Duke, and Jackie. To all of you, thank you. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. 
from herbology to naturopathy and health coaching. Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.